Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the true story of Chad Dunn, a factory worker in a small suburban community. His young and devoted wife, Shelley, and the other man she came to love, Travis. I think Shelley saw a better man in Travis than what she saw in Chad. Chad and Shelley's passionate teenage romance led to marriage and a family. Because Chad and Shelley had been together so long, Chad relied on Shelly a lot. Until relentless jealousy tore their love apart and led to a deadly end. These men are very, very dangerous because they don't take no for an answer. They don't move on. They don't have the ability to move on. Beware. Extreme passion can lead to shocking consequences. It's 2007 in Gwinnett County, Georgia, a quiet suburb of Atlanta. This is a small community-oriented town. We have many parks. The city has bought a lot of green space. We want families to enjoy our town, and it's a fairly safe town. 25-year-old Shelly Dunn has been living here since she was young. Shelly was a very pretty um, girl, blonde hair. She was a good girl sweet girl. Shelly was very shy until she got to know somebody, but then she could make friends real easily. Shelly is married to her childhood sweetheart, 26-year-old Chad Dunn. Chad was a large man. He was six feet, four inches tall and 170 pounds. By contrast, Shelly was, you know, only about 5'2". Although they are recently married, Shelly and Chad have been together for nearly 10 years. Shelly's relationship with Chad probably started when she was about 15. Shelly loved him. He loved Shelly. Because Chad and Shelly had been together so long, 
Chad relied on Shelly a lot. They both work at a nearby manufacturing plant. But at the center of their lives are their two beautiful young daughters. Shelly was a great mom. She always took care of her children. Very seldom did I uh, have to watch her children for her on the weekend. She always was there for the children. Chad really did love his girls. He loved his children. He was a, a good father. And their family life is based on very traditional values. Chad takes charge of most of the important decision-making. Whatever he said usually pretty much went. And when it comes to his wife, Shelley, Chad is extremely possessive. His whole life is built around her. Shelley is Chad's main focus, bordering on being an obsession. Chad was very jealous of Shelley and did not want to lose her. He tried to keep control over her. Chad had isolated Shelley from her friends and she didn't have very many friends. She pretty much stayed at home. They didn't go anywhere. Chad is compensating for his feelings of dependence by being overly controlling of his wife. And that leaves a wife feeling very suffocated. It's a strain that creates a lot of tension between them. And when Chad relies heavily on alcohol to cope, emotions run even higher. I think excessive drinking can always create discord within the family. When somebody is abusing alcohol, they're basically self-medicating. And in some cases, it can be a disinhibitor. So a person who's feeling angry, jealous, becomes even more so when they're drinking because their ability to control themselves is diminished. Over the next few years, Shelley becomes more and more discontent with her marriage. By early 2009, she decides she's been sheltered for too long and wants some freedom. But since Chad is so controlling, the only time Shelley can socialize is at work. And soon enough, she begins a new friendship with a coworker named Travis. Travis was a medium build. His hair was kind of blondish, ash blondish. Travis seemed like a very nice guy to meet. Shelly and Travis both worked on the same line together in the factory, and so their interaction was having conversations. You know, you get to know each other when you work that closely with each other. They talk to each other all day, and most of the time about stuff other than work, and being in close proximity day in, day out, they got really close. It makes complete sense that Shelly would find a connection and find a common ground with someone she worked with, somebody she saw all the time. And that increased being around somebody increases the likelihood of attraction and having things in common. Since her husband Chad works in the same building, Shelley tries to be discreet about her new friendship. But Chad is jealous and possessive by nature. He's always on the lookout for exactly the kind of thing that's beginning to happen now. He was watchful of her at work. He was aware that she was having conversations with another coworker, and he was uncomfortable about that. I think just seeing that your spouse is becoming close to a person of the opposite sex is something that would concern people. 
what men often imagine is this man having sex with my wife? Is he better than me? Is he a better lover than me? Whenever you have a person who is very dependent on a wife, then feelings of jealousy and even paranoid feelings of jealousy can surface because the fear of losing that person is so great. Chad's life is centered around his marriage with Shelley. He simply will not tolerate any threat to that, real or imagined. He stepped in and confronted Travis about the relationship that he thought his wife and Travis were having. He approached him outside of the parking lot at the company that they worked for, and he said, you know, what's your relationship with my wife? Caught off guard by Chad's sudden accusations, Travis tries to defuse the situation. He, of course, ensured Chad that nothing was going on. Travis had told him, we're just friends. I understand that you think we have feelings for each other, but she is married, and I will not have anything to do with a married woman. But Chad still suspects that Travis has become intimate with his wife. And Travis's honest explanation doesn't cool Chad's temper. Chad asked him to no longer have conversations with his wife because he noticed that they were becoming very close. A person like Chad uses intimidation as a way to control scenarios. And these personalities tend to be overly controlling as a way to deal with their feelings of being so out of control. Travis does as Chad asks. He stops talking to Shelley. She's a friend, and he cares for her. But causing problems in her marriage is the last thing he wants. And for now, Chad backs off. It looks like Chad's ultimatum has put a stop to Shelley and Travis's friendship. But the bond they formed is not so easily broken. The more Shelley thinks about Travis, the harder it becomes to deny the truth. She is completely smitten. Shelley's feelings for Travis were becoming stronger. I think Shelley saw a better man in Travis than what she saw in Chad. He was definitely different from Chad. I believe that Shelley was drawn to Travis because she could talk to him. It sounds to me like Shelley was having several feelings. One, she was probably excited. It's very exciting to be attracted to somebody else. When you think about it, having a love interest be a secret, it's very sexy. And it contributes to the feeling of the allure and the passion and wanting to be with this other person. Chad's jealousy has had the exact opposite effect of what he intended. The new distance between Shelley and Travis has made her want what she can't have even more. And Travis feels badly, too, that he's cut off someone he cares for. He confesses to Shelley that Chad demanded he stay away. For Shelley, it's the last straw. She's furious her husband is trying to control who she even speaks to. I think she was upset with her husband for confronting this guy she had feelings for. I think Shelley wanted a better life. I think she realized that Chad couldn't give her that life. And she felt that Travis could. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat, and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Shelley finally stands up to her husband on the evening of January 31st, 2010. And she drops an emotional bombshell. Shelley told him that night that she had feelings for another man. The tensions in the Dunns' marriage have sparked now that Travis is in their lives. And the emotions of all three are about to get much hotter. And after all these long years of being controlled, Shelley will go to any length to get out from under Chad's domination. It's January 31st, 2010, in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia. Wife and mother, Shelley Dunn, has grown apart from her overbearing husband, Chad. And she's developed deep feelings for her coworker, Travis. As Chad and Shelley's relationship disintegrates, Chad's alcohol consumption is raging out of control. Chad had problems with drinking. I never have seen Shelley drink, uh, but you knew when he was drinking. Anytime you've got drinking going on, 
it puts a strain on your relationship. For almost a year, Shelley has been hiding her feelings for Travis. But tonight, she finally comes clean to her husband. Shelley told Chad that she had feelings for Travis. Chad's intense jealousy turns to violence. He erupts into a drunken rage. It made Chad angry enough that he choked her, pushed her down and choked her hard enough to where it cut off her air. It sounds like he just went ballistic and out of control and was punishing Shelly for not loving him, punishing Shelly for loving somebody else. He was acting out his feelings of hurt, his feelings of rage. And during the process of choking her, her arm was pushed into the fireplace and actually made quite a large burn on the back of her arm. Shelly somehow manages to slip from Chad's angry grasp, and she makes a break for the door. Battered and badly burned, Shelly flees to the only safe haven she knows. Shelly came home. She was crying and said that Chad had tried to kill her. We talked to her, kind of got her calmed down. She showed us a place on her arm where uh, Chad had pushed her into a fire, and it was a very bad burn. Shelly was very afraid. Chad had really scared her. Shelly's stepmother is shocked and horrified by her serious injuries. Shelly is rushed to the emergency room for medical help. The skin on that burn was completely gone. She had injuries to her neck, marks where he had choked her. It's obvious to hospital officials that her injuries were inflicted by another person, and they're obligated by law to call the police. But Shelley is terrified of the consequences. Women are afraid to go to the police because, one, it may make the other person very angry, and, frankly, the fear. Once you get the police involved, you don't know what they're going to do next. Despite Shelley's reservations, the call is placed. Police don't take long in responding. When Shelley reported the incident to county sheriff's office, they immediately dispatched units to the residence. Upon making contact with Chad, he was immediately arrested for aggravated assault and aggravated battery against his wife. Chad tries to explain his actions to the police. He's truly upset. From what he told the sheriff's office, he lost it. That's what he told them. That's why he had choked her, and that's why he had pushed her into the fireplace, because he said he had lost it. Now, Chad's emotions have swung from rage to profound regret at what he's done to Shelley. He feels like he can't live with the pain he's caused, and he decides to end it all. He wrote a suicide letter, and it was basically a suicide apology letter, apologizing for trying to kill her and pushing her into the fire and he was gonna end his life based on how he was feeling about things. I love you to death. I need to die because of the way I feel for you. I'm sorry for what I did to you last night. I will love you in hell. This is a man who is suicidal and probably has been suicidal for a very long time. And somehow his relationship with Shelly and his overdependence on her helped him to live. It's like he doesn't really exist without this other person. 
Chad was ultimately transported to the medical center for evaluation and was later released from the hospital after being evaluated. Chad is ruled mentally stable. Officials speculate that his suicide threat was also an attempt to get Shelley back. As in a lot of domestic violence situations, if the abused finally has enough and leaves, it is common for the abuser to threaten to kill themselves. And Chad, in my mind, felt that he was ultimately losing control. And as a ploy to get Shelly to come back, he threatened to commit suicide. Meanwhile, as Shelly recovers from the vicious attack, she begins to see her life more clearly than she has in a long time. And she realizes the forced separation from Chad is a huge relief. I think it's a breathing and a cooling off point where anybody would have time to reevaluate their relationship. And she clearly had made up her mind at that point that she wanted to leave him. I think this was the last straw for Shelly. I do think Shelly was ready for a new life. Anytime a woman goes from being silent to making her abuse known, it shows a shift and a very powerful shift in the relationship. It means that woman is taking back her power. Shelley starts to think about what a life without Chad would be like, and she knows right away she wants Travis to be a part of it. But she'll have to take a big leap to get there. Travis told her that he would not have anything to do with her as long as she was living in the same residence that her and Chad had shared. But Shelly's ready now. She decides to take her children and leave their home. I think the mitigation of fear for him being behind bars is what gave her the courage and the opportunity to go move her things out of her home and get away. For help with the move, she turns to Travis. He seems like one of the only people she can rely on. Shelly contacted Travis and asked Travis for some help. And Travis steps up to give her real, practical support, in addition to being a sympathetic friend. Travis offered her money. He gave her, I believe it was $500, and then she hired the movers. His support and care mean the world to Shelly right now. It seemed to me that Travis was giving Shelly the attention that she needed at the time. Travis helping her move out, Travis helping her find her independence is probably what she needed in order to get herself out of the situation. And perhaps that's what the appeal of Travis was to a certain degree. He helped her get out of a very bad situation and gave her hope and promise for a different kind of life. Travis also gives Shelly a cell phone so that she can reach out for help any time she might need it. Shelly's touched, and now that she's out from under the shadow of her husband, she hopes to pursue her budding romance with Travis. It seems that once Shelly told Travis that she was done with the relationship with Chad, that he then stepped back into the picture. It's clear that he's developed strong feelings for her too by that point, and they seem to be important to each other, and they're spending time together. Shelly and Travis were progressively moving in the direction of solidifying their relationship. On Wednesday, February 10th, Shelly takes another step on the road to a life without Chad. She calls Travis to let him know that she's fully moved and settled into a new home. And she wants to pay him a visit. 
they're finally free to act on the sexual tension that's been rising between them over the past year. It appeared that Shelley had become a little empowered. And during the course of that time, she developed a relationship with Travis that then did become sexual. In a way, Shelley had a coming of age. All she's ever known is her husband. And then she has this new man who is almost like her knight in shining armor, her romantic fantasy, and she is connecting with him. I'm sure it's a very romantic experience. As Shelley lies in Travis's arms, she feels better than she has in a long time. She saw that a life with Chad was not what she deserved, and she wanted to move on. She wanted better for her and her children. I think Shelly was very happy. She had found a man that treated her like she wanted to be treated. Anytime you're exploring the possibility to have a new life, to be loved by somebody else, to envision something greater than what you already have, it is exciting, appropriately so. But in this case, for Shelly, it was not only exciting, it was dangerous. Across town, Chad's suicidal despair has changed into something else. After being locked up for nearly two weeks, he has only one thought on his mind, his wife in bed with another man. When a man is arrested for domestic violence, and the reason he committed that act of domestic violence was because of another man. All Chad had to do was sit in a jail cell and think about what had caused all this. And the rage is going to build up inside, and he didn't know how to deal with it. Little does Chad know, but his paranoid fantasy has become a full-fledged reality. And unbeknownst to Shelley or Travis, Chad is hours away from being released on bail. He doesn't know that she's left him or that she's left him and is with this other man. Now Shelly's unpredictable and insanely jealous husband is about to be set free from jail. And this love triangle is about to get a lot more tragic. It's February 2010 in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Shelly Dunn has left her husband, Chad, following a brutal attack weeks earlier. And she's found comfort and consolation in the arms of her lover, Travis. I believe that Shelly was ready to move on with her life. It sounds like Shelly is starting to breathe again and starting to realize that there is a life post-Chad, that there is something on the horizon, that she can make that happen for herself that she wants something new and different for herself. Chad's about to be released from jail, even though he's proven himself to be violent and full of jealous rage. I think Chad was sitting in jail, stewing on the things that had gone on, stewing about this guy at work that was a friend of Shelley's. He felt that he was going to lose control of the situation and was going to lose his wife. A tragic chain of events begins, and the first link has just been forged. Chad is released on bail that night with strict orders. Part of his bond was that he had no contact with Shelley once released. But Chad has other plans in mind, and he completely ignores the court orders. Freed from his cell, he heads directly to the home he shared with Shelley and his two daughters. 
and when he arrives, he gets the shock of his life. He clearly was not expecting all her stuff would be gone. You know, he walks in the door, her stuff is gone. She's gone, his kids are gone. Chad is losing everything if he doesn't have any of his marital belongings because Shelly's taken everything, including herself, so he has nothing. And although Chad doesn't know it, his worst and darkest fears have all come true, too, at exactly the same time. At the point that Chad is released from jail and he's going home expecting to find his wife there is the very day that his wife is become intimate for the first time with this other guy. With his life in tatters, Chad makes a desperate move to regain at least some control over his family. He calls Shelley's stepmother, demanding to see his two daughters. Chad loved his children. That was not her intention to keep their children from him. Chad scheduled a time to come to her home to pick up the girls for that weekend to have some visitation with them. On February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, Chad arrives to pick up his children at the home of Shelly's stepmother. Chad and Shelly are seeing each other for the first time since he attacked her. No one knows what might happen next in this volatile situation. Soon, it becomes clear that Chad wants to reconcile. It seemed like he was eternally hopeful that they were going to get back together. He gave her a little box of Valentine's candy and asked her would she reconsider, you know, trying to work things out. But Shelly stands her ground strongly. Shelly was very determined not to take him back. She said, I'm never going back. It seems it was completely antithetical to how he thought things were going to go because he clearly thought he was going to be able to walk back into her life and apologize, and she turned around and walked away from him. Chad's attempt at a reconciliation has failed, but he can't seem to accept his new reality. Shelly's been with him all these years, and it was like a rejection that he had not known before. It seemed that Chad, at that point, came to the realization that Shelly was serious, and the marriage was over, and that gifts or words or, or anything of that sort wasn't going to bring her back. As was previously planned, Chad takes his daughters to his mother's house, cooks them dinner, and puts them to bed. He spends the night alone with only his anger and resentment to keep him company. But Shelly's night is only getting started. With the kids away, she has a date with Travis. And unlike Chad, Travis's romantic gifts are welcomed by Shelley. It being Valentine's Day, Travis purchased her some flowers and a teddy bear. And on the card, it said, I love you. The feeling of romance and desire is so powerful that Shelley's problems with Chad seem to disappear. The new lovers lose themselves in their intense passion. Shelly did end up spending the evening at his home, and they did have sexual intercourse that night. And anytime you love somebody and want to be with them, you want to be with them sexually, too. And that, of course, increases that feeling of, of being connected. And that's what women want. They want to be emotionally connected. They want to be sexually connected. And once they have that in a partner, they're basically moving on. Shelly and Travis spend the night together for the second time in three days. 
their new relationship is heating up fast. The morning after is Valentine's Day, a romantic day for Shelley and Travis to spend together. Meanwhile, across town, a night spent dwelling on his wife's rejection has done little to ease Chad's boiling temper, and he starts drinking heavily. Apparently, as he started drinking alcohol, the more he thought about it, the more alcohol he consumed, the worse the rage got inside him. These men are very, very dangerous because they don't take no for an answer. They don't move on. They don't have the ability to move on. Chad Dunn is a ticking time bomb. He won't stand by and let another man have Shelley. One of them will pay a terrible price, unless they get to Chad first. It's Valentine's Day, 2010. Chad Dunn's estranged wife, Shelley, has left him for another man. There's a history of violent rage between them, and things are heading towards a disastrous confrontation. After spending the night with Travis, Shelley enjoys Valentine's Day morning with her new lover. She is exhilarated by the relationship and the freedom it brings her. She had found a man that treated her like she wanted to be treated. It seemed like they were happy. It seemed like they were a young couple in love. It appears that Shelly gets further and further away from her marriage and from that life, that she certainly feels more empowered to move beyond what she had in that relationship. Travis and Shelly are completely unaware of Chad's growing rage. It sounds like Shelly's happiness and feelings that she's found somebody else and moving on has her temporarily deluded. And what she may not realize is that her husband, her ex, is in a totally different place. She was in safe mode. And I believe she felt that when Chad got out of jail, just because the judge had issued a no-contact bond, she felt that maybe Chad was over his anger, and she was wrong. Then that morning, Chad gets a phone call. It's from Shelley, but it sounds muffled, as if it was accidentally dialed from her pocket. To Chad's horror, he hears a man's voice, one that he recognizes. He heard a voice in the background that he knew to be Travis. When Chad realized that Shelley was with Travis, it enraged him. He realizes that she's not with him on, you know, the most romantic day of the year. She's with another man. And yes, this is a guy that's been on his radar, that he's tried to ward off. He's tried to do everything he can to keep this guy away. Prior to this, perhaps, it was just imagery, imagery in his own head that wasn't validated in real life. But something about hearing them interacting triggered a new reality for him that, again, reignited his rage and his sense of fear that, that he was really losing his wife this time around. The very cell phone that Travis has given Shelly to help keep her safe has just revealed their secret affair. Then around 2 p.m. that afternoon, Chad gets another phone call from Shelly. 
but this time the communication is one she's in control of. Shelly had called Chad in order to arrange picking up the kids. Shelly thought that they should meet in a public area. She and Chad agreed to meet in a public parking lot that was right off the interstate. Shelly gets into her car and heads to the meeting spot. On her way, she checks in with her lover and protector, Travis. Shelly and Travis had spoken to each other on the cell phone while she was en route to pick up the kids. They couldn't stand that she had to leave and go away from him. At around 3 p.m., Shelly arrives at the parking lot. Shelly's perspective was meet him in a public place, get my kids, and get them home. She sees Chad's truck pull in after her. Shelly gets out of the car and waits for her kids to get out of Chad's truck. But instead of her little girls, Chad steps out. As he approaches Shelly, he says, Travis. And Shelly shrugs her shoulders. A heated fight ensues. Bystanders nearby hear some arguing, but don't give it much thought. One of the witnesses said they thought it was playful fighting because it's Valentine's Day. Despite being surrounded in a crowded public spot, Shelly is exposed and vulnerable. She is just inches away from her violent and enraged husband. I think Shelly definitely was walking into a very dangerous situation that she wasn't aware was that dangerous. You're meeting in a public place, and he has his children with him. I don't think that's a situation she would have seen as a dangerous one. He was the only man Shelly had ever been with, and he couldn't handle her being with someone else. And that's when he lost it. The love triangle between Shelly, Chad, and Travis is spinning out of control. Each minute brings them closer to an explosive and deadly confrontation. It's Valentine's Day, 2010. Estranged husband and wife, Chad and Shelly Dunn, are in the parking lot of a supermarket to exchange custody of their children after Chad has discovered that Shelly is seeing another man. He couldn't handle her being with someone else. And that's when he lost it. At some point, she must see the knife because she yells, Chad, no, Chad, no. Shelly screams for him to stop, but it's too late. He begins swinging the knife at her. Shelly's laying kind of on her side, kicking at him to keep him off of her. And he's swinging the knife and hitting her into the back. Chad stabbed Shelly three times in the back. One of the stab wounds went so deep into her back that the actual outline of the handle of the knife was imprinted in her back. And one of those punctures from the kitchen knife went through one of her lungs and punctured her lung. Chad then turns the knife on himself, stabbing at his chest before collapsing next to her. I think that he had ultimately come to the decision, I've lost her. I'm going to kill myself. Before I do, I'm going to kill her. So Travis can't have her. Suddenly, realizing the horror unfolding nearby, bystanders rush to help. When they get to Shelly, the gravity of the situation sinks in. Shelly was gasping for air, and she was turning blue. 
When the witnesses came over, she was in a much worse state than Chad. Someone with a cell phone calls 911. Within minutes, paramedics and police are on the scene. Scene's chaos. They had people there. They didn't know who were witnesses. They didn't know who was involved. Medical personnel come and, and they assess the situation, determine who needs help. And at that point in time, they take Shelly to the hospital. Minutes later, Shelly's stepmother, Rita, gets the worst call of her life. It was Chad's mother, and she said that Chad had stabbed Shelly and that he had stabbed himself and that the ambulance was there and they were taking him to the hospital. I turned right around, walked out the dark, started heading to Gwinnett Medical. Even Rita, who had already seen how badly Chad hurt Shelly just two weeks before, could never have imagined something so horrific happening. I really had no idea that Chad would do anything. When she gets to the hospital, a doctor gives Rita the crushing news. You're sitting there thinking this whole time, just let me know she's OK. That's all I want to know is that Shelly's OK. But they didn't. They never did that. They took us in a little room and told me that Shelly had actually died. She had her whole life ahead of her. He took away my child. He just has damaged our whole family. He has took a big part out of our life. Adding to the horror is the trauma imposed on Shelly and Chad's young daughters who witnessed their mother's murder. Those two girls watched their dad stab their mother to death in, in the parking lot that day. And they'll never forget seeing what their dad did to their mother. Chad doesn't suffer the same fate. Incredibly, he survives. And his horrific crime won't go unpunished. Chad is charged with murder in the first degree. Shockingly, he pleads not guilty. The argument wasn't whether or not he committed the offense, but whether it was malice murder versus voluntary manslaughter. Chad was claiming that it was a sudden passion. It was in the heat of the moment. Malice murder means that you did it with malice aforethought. You thought about it. You had the intention to do the killing. He claimed it was a crime of passion and that he ultimately just lost control and didn't realize what he was doing because of the surprise of Shelly leaving him for another man. And it was uncontrollable. And he even stated that he didn't remember what happened. But the prosecution challenges Chad's defense. I think Chad's intentions were clear. And there was premeditation to injure and kill Shelly. Chad planned this out. Chad knew he had to get Shelly to meet him. Chad had the opportunity to do the right thing. And Chad chose not to. And even more disturbing is what Chad's daughters confess he stated the morning of their mother's murder. He tells his daughters that your mommy killed me and I'm going to kill her. During the trial, numerous witnesses take the stand, including a distraught Travis. Chad cannot hide his reaction to seeing him. He couldn't handle hearing about what his wife had been doing with Travis. Chad was beginning to shake, and he was getting very upset. And it wasn't really clear if he was about to react violently or what. 
and the judge recognized that he was in some state of emotional turmoil. Chad is then fitted with an electrified belt to restrain him from any potential violence. Three days after the trial begins, the jury reaches a verdict. Chad is guilty of murder in the first degree. In the wake of the horrible crime, the community struggles to cope with how a loving marriage could end so tragically. I think the timing of it being on Valentine's Day and the fact that this killing happened in front of the girls, also the fact that he stabbed himself, there was a lot of unusual things that brought this case to the forefront and that made people sit up and pay attention. This entire incident occurred because Chad had ultimately lost control of his life. He was losing the only woman that he'd ever been married to, to another man. And Chad felt that if he couldn't have her, then nobody else would have her. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.